Talk. Um, we've have a uh, we have a guest tonight. I just posted on my Facebook page about 15 minutes ago that we have an international guest tonight, and uh, so this is actually our first guest that we've ever had. We, you know, we've only been doing this a few weeks, but this is our first guest that is not like in my inner circle. So uh, I'm going to get right to it. Get right to our guest because this guy is up late. Because he is coming to us from the UK, and uh, if it's eight o'clock, what I call Florida time, Central Florida time, then it's about one a.m. where our guest is. So it's pretty late there. So uh, let me uh, introduce everyone to uh, my new friend. As of last night, there he is, Jude Lawless. Jude Lawless from um, Bridlington, United Kingdom. So. Uh, Listen, Jude caught my eye because he started an event page on Facebook that I just thought was fantastic. Yesterday, Jude, my wife and I were driving along, and uh, we were in the truck, and she just starts cracking up because some friends of ours here locally, one of which was a, uh, a Baptist minister, which I just think is just great, uh, expressed some interest in your page. Maybe said they were interested in going to your event or that they were actually going. She read all about this uh, event, your description, and we're just driving down the road, man. I'm just cracking up. I just thought it was absolutely fantastic. So I thought, man, I think I need to get that guy on the next episode of Small Talk. And you got to love the internet because here you are uh, all the way in the UK the day after you are our first international guest, first guest outside of my inner circle on small talk hey man which right now is no big deal but one day maybe it will be yeah, who knows who knows one day i'll look at that on a uh on the what do you guys call it the cnn or fox news ah oh, yeah 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 absolutely you uh, covered the gamut right there cnn yeah. and fox news you have sky news over there right isn't that the equivalent yeah. of fox Yes, we have Sky News. Uh, we we have a version of CNN somehow. I'm not too sure. I don't really watch it much, so I can't tell you a lot on it. You but got the BBC, right? Yes, the uh, the Beebs, the good old Beebs. That's what y'all call it, the Beebs. Yes, the Beebs. I, um, I love it, dude. The only Beebs I know of is Justin Bieber. Uh, well, well, that's not start with him. And he's going to look like a bit of a cracker, so I'm not going to start that one. All right. Hey, listen, we I, I actually did not clarify with you to begin with that uh, I want to make sure this is a family show. So um, try to refrain from the use of the F word. Like your other stuff, like what you just said or whatnot. I, I, even when I heard you say the F word last night to me, because uh, we did a little pre-run just to make sure that the uh, technology was working. Dude, I got to tell you, man, when you use the F word, it just doesn't really land on me as strong as it does. You know, like if my wife were to use it, which, of course, she never would. I mean, she would never use that word. But like if she uses it with her American accent, it really hit, it has a punch to it to me. But when you say it, I don't know, man, y'all just sound so smart to me that it doesn't even. It doesn't even sound like it's a bad thing you just said. Well, to be honest, uh, it, it just—it's like a second thing. It just happens. Uh, but in all in all respect for your viewers, I will watch what I say. Um, okay, and, and normally, normally when I'm um, 
producing this show here with my computer. Normally, I'm just using the trackpad. Tonight, I'm actually using the mouse. So I'm going to hover over the uh, the mute button just in case I have to. But no, no, I think you, I, I think you'll be just fine. So, what it, are you familiar? By the way, before we get into your event, are you familiar with the term uh, cultural appropriation? Uh, yes. I okay. Am. Yeah, because I don't know if if y'all get into that like we do here, which I, I think is absolutely crazy personally. So it would be. I love in our text when we go back and forth. You call me mate, and you use the word bloody. I, I love it, but it's like I don't want to use that because then it's going to be me guilty of cultural appropriation. I'm afraid. <laughs> no, no. Uh, by all means, be be as you are. Be as oh, you are. <laughs> all right, mate. All right. So, tell me about the uh, the page that you created that, that well, caught my eye yesterday, and well, it's uh, caused me to get a hold of you. Well, it all started on the 24th of April, the day before my birthday. And I'll tell you now, you're going to be buckled up, ready for an adventure, because this is how it starts. And I sat with my friends, and I, I turned around, and I was like, I really hate Carol <clears throat> Baskin. Um, and uh, he's like, yeah, you, sh you, should, you should tell people that. So I was like, I bloody well will, you know. So there I was. And I was on the phone, and I was like, well, you know what really caught people's attention was Area 51. I was like, well, no one's done it properly yet. No one's done the event yet. So I was like, I'll, I'll do it, and I'll get onto it. So I was there, invited ev oh, everyone on my friends list, every single person on my friends list, about 200 of people. Um, and I was like, I need to get bigger. I need to, I need to get out there. I need to really, I really need to get out there. So... Literally throughout my whole day on my birthday, from when I woke up to when I got up, from got to sleep, I was on my phone, commenting on tags, on on pictures, on statuses. I was tagging people in my comments saying, "Check out my storm! Come bring your uh, army down! Bring your squads! We're trying to find Don Lewis! Or come on down, guys!" And you know where uh, that there's been loads of memes on Facebook. One, but one really stood out to me, um, and it's a picture of someone tapping on top of the car, saying, "Oh, this baby can do so much per gallon." So uh, I took that into like a comment, and I uh, said, "Oh, tapping on top of my stormy car," and I was like, "This baby can take me into Big Cat Rescue and bring me Don Lewis back," and that instantly proved to be a hit, and it just brought everyone in. Um, and yes, it just got to it got to a point where people just shared it. You know, I, I wasn't even asked, having to ask people. People were just doing it as and when they wanted to. You know, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful sight. So, have you ever have you ever had an event page or anything like that take off like that before? No, um, I've had a few meme pages, and they've all just been a bit too a bit too a bit too low low standards um they're a bit weird so they've never really taken off so i've i've just left them in the background really so when i saw it i think you had about uh uh 11 and a half thousand people yes that that, that expressed interest in going or were going it looked like um i think it was somewhere around 8000 people kind of interested maybe around uh, 3,500 or so, uh, June, if I got those numbers, right, I've been pretty close uh, yeah. and I'm, we're actually going to go and, uh, and I'm just picturing, man. 
3,500 people descending upon the big cat rescue in yeah. Tampa. Have you ever seen Braveheart? Well, okay. Hey, listen, I, I got to bring in our other uh, our our other folks here that are always on here. Let me let me bring in Rebecca from our daughter's uh, bedroom here, <laughs> and let me bring in Reggie, uh, the famous Reggie from from St. Paul, Minnesota. There he is, uh, and because uh, Re Rebecca just started laughing as soon as you said Braveheart, so I want to bring them in here. Uh, yeah, man, I almost thought it'd be kind of rude today. I was thinking. I wonder if this cat's a Braveheart fan. <laughs> and I thought, eh, you know, I don't know if I, I don't even know if I can ask that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mind asking Reggie if, like, if he was a uh, a black AF fan on uh, on Netflix, you know, because, you know, he we have that relationship, you know, but I don't know. Or, yeah, but, yeah, I've definitely seen Braveheart. Definitely one of my faves. Well, uh I kind of have an image of me being that guy in the front saying, they can take our freedom, but they won't take our hearts. So something similar to that. Uh, and you're just hoping that all of us Americans... You with that one. You're just hoping all of us Americans will follow behind you? <laughs> like we did, like they did in Mel Gibson? Mm -hmm. Oh, there we go. <laughs> they can take our money, but they can't take our kittens. <laughs> <laughs> Oh go. my gosh, that's great, dude! Oh man, hey, so what? What did you think when you first saw when you first saw uh, the, the Tiger King? Like, give me the perspective of a guy from the UK who's watching this uh, this S show uh, produced in the United States. You got a guy, from, you know, predominantly like the South, right? I mean, you got a guy there from. Um, what was South Carolina? Is that where Doc is? South Carolina? No, I think it's Florida. It's the he's on the Myrtle Beach, California. Oh, yeah, yeah, Myrtle Beach. Uh, okay, then you got, uh, of course, Big Cat Rescue down in Tampa. Yeah. I mean, I just what would you think, man? Um, the first thing which came to my head was hillbillies. <laughs> Okay. Um, Reggie likes you already because I think Reggie was thinking the same thing. Reggie, what? I don't even know, Reggie, if I asked you. I mean, I did ask you, Reggie, could there ever be a black Tiger King, which I think we decided that there could not be. What happened to Michael Vick? be a black Tiger King. Yeah. Okay, so. We had too many teeth. All right, so you thought hillbillies. Yes, um, but as I carried on watching, um, I was started to realise what, what really, uh, it, well, it was just exciting. There was drugs, there was meth, there was tigers, there was trucks, there was a store in Nosa Zoo. And all in the centre of it was one man who obviously, you know, showed his passion, but it was just, it was quick. You know, the, the fact it was quick and fast-paced really got to me. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what kept me watching, really. Um, but my impressions on on the people themselves, I've I've mixed impressions on them. You know, uh, Doc's cool and all, but you know, he's obviously a cult leader. Not you know, he's just someone to to keep an eye on. Carol, obviously, you all know. We all know she wants some money. Don had a lot of money. He went disappeared. Just, you know, it all kind of adds up in my eyes. 
Um, but no, it's it's intriguing. It was a funny a funny thing to watch. How about Howard? What do you think about Howard? Oh, well, uh, you know the guy in Ratatouille who uh, judges the food. You know, he's got glasses, sharp nose. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's there's been series of you know how he killing Don as well. Makes it put me on edge a bit. Now listen, as a guy who lived in Tampa, Florida, I can tell you that Don, if he was on Nebraska Avenue late and spotted a young girl, he was looking for one thing, and that is prostitution. <laughs> so let this be a lesson to you. It may take a while for it to catch up to you, but looking for prostitutes on Nebraska Avenue may just kill you. It may kill you quick. It may take a while, but I can just tell you, uh, let that just be evidence that probably nothing's good good's going to come out of that. Rebecca, you live in Tampa, too. We live down there at the same time. Uh, isn't Nebraska Avenue notorious for that? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Don't go there, Jude. Don't do it. Yeah. Jude, if you end up coming here, just don't – don't don't do don't relive the experience, right? Like I hear about these uh, like these trips to uh, Austria, right, where you can just go have the sound of music experience, where you can go to every place where they filmed. You know, well, if they ever have like a Tiger King experience, and they say, okay, we're going to go to Nebraska Avenue now, like one a.m., that's where you'd be like, no, nah, man, I'll, I'll catch y'all tomorrow, man. I'll go to the hotel. I <laughs> know. Uh, them, ho- them hoes ain't loyal anyway, so I'll stay behind. <laughs> okay. 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 Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Carol Carol may have took, taken it to a whole, uh, whole another level. So uh, you seem pretty convinced that she uh, that she offed her husband. Oh, yeah. Um, as I was watching it, uh, it got to the whole Carol and her husband thing. Um, after that episode, I thought it looks interesting. I'll Google it, and I googled Don Lewis, and funnily enough, he was a very rich guy. Um, and his will was tampered. Well, his will was changed before his death, and Carol did inherit his money. Um, and you know, it, to me, it just seems a bit of a motive. But then again, that's just a theory. Me, along with millions of other people, probably know that one as well. So, you know, it's it's within my opinion. Okay, so you got some backlash over this page, man. Tell me about the backlash that you got. You started getting some emails and whatnot that that were not so good. Now you got you got a lot of good response as well. Like, dude, I wish that I could create a page right now that would be eleven thousand plus people, literally within about twenty hours or so. I think you said. And have a lot of people listen to this podcast. Uh, Eleven thousand—that'd be pretty amazing. Um, but but what were some of the what were some of the emails that you got or messages that you got that were that were uh, kind of uh, harsh, let's say? Well, the ones I got in my spam folder on Messenger were not very nice. Uh, mostly were to kill myself and to think oh. if if I'm going to storm Carol, then I'm going to get shot by the police. Um, people saying because I'm British, I'm just going to get shot on sight, um, uh, and I didn't respond to them. There's no point in few, few like fueling a fire, um, so they they were deleted quite quickly. People were blocked, um, but most of there were some people posting in the event, you know, saying, oh, you know, you're wasting your time. But then again, 
people were replying. I was replying to them. You know, people were replying with me, saying, you know, we're not doing it as a serious thing. We'll probably turn up, but not actually storm a place. But then people people get upset. There there's snowflakes everywhere. You know, my man. What can I do? Y'all have snowflakes over there in the UK. Yes, we do. Oh, Describe that for me, man. I, I just want to see if a snowflake in the UK is the same as a snowflake here. Like, how would you describe that? I'll put it this way. Uh, if you upset someone here in the UK, you'll get so many messages on Facebook from all the friends except that one person. Uh, if they get really offended, they take their opinions on Facebook and cry all over. Or if you're really, really lucky and you're that one lucky person, you'll have a daily phone call, like, you know, crying over one thing daily. But mainly people just run off to the police and just cry to the police. To the police? Yes. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, sorry? What do they expect the police to do? Um, Protect them or solve the problems. Wow. That's interesting because Reggie's not relied on the police to protect him his entire life. <laughs> Wonder why. <Yeah. laughs> well, I'm the same here. I, I say it how it is. And if someone wants to threaten me, just, you know, I'd rather be there in person, face to face, instead of having someone do it for them or them hiding behind someone. It's just a fair thing to do. Wow. Wow. So, um, so Facebook, what Facebook do to this event page? Well, Facebook is now, uh, I think my profile's been flagged, but uh, I'm not showing or sharing anything which is to do with storming violence or anything. Um, in fact, actually, I'm muted. I can't post or comment on Facebook for 19 hours. Um, You're in Facebook once jail. 19 hours up. I would be back in every group possible, sharing, pasting, commenting, my link everywhere, because it would be nice to get back up to that 13k. Um, oh, also, as well, with this new group, uh, new event, I've had to make it as peaceful as possible. But in actual fact, it still doesn't stop the main object of the exercise, which is, you know, we're, we're going to end up starving it anyway. <laughs> so so I'm trying to, I'm trying to look at the numbers. Storm, we mean go visit and, and sing Kumbaya. Well, unfortunately, I will say today because because I've not been able to post anything, I've had very low uh, ratings on the new page. So uh, I'm half kind of expecting to ask people to do the part from the podcast, really, and then oh. go join the page, in, invite people, share it. Do what you can. So there's a there's 130 people so far that have that have gotten on there, Jude, and uh, express interest or that they are they're going. Which let's be honest. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. If okay, you've got. Let me see this. You got 95 people interested. You got 36 people going. Uh, let, let's just say it stayed right there. 36 people showed up at uh, Big Cat Rescue to protest. I bet that would get their attention any way you look at it. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, there'll be local news who, who would notice it. You know, if there, were, if there were plenty of people there out there making a noise with banners, 
uh, all for the same thing, there will be coverage. But it's whether or not it would be met with another kind of like retaliation or something, you know, because the event which is public, there's always going to be someone wanting to go against it, as proven yesterday and last night. Yeah. So, you know, listen, I, I definitely would not want to see uh, any type of violence at the Big Cat Rescue. I don't want you getting in trouble. I don't want anybody else getting in trouble over this. But I, th I think it's just an interesting thing that you've done here that you've taken what is on Netflix was uh, the number one show on Netflix. I don't know, for, for a little while. For a little while like it really captured the attention obviously of like an international audience and then you uh you sort of leveraged that along with what sounded like some maybe some COVID 19 boredom and um it's your birthday you know like let's just get online and have a little bit of fun the next thing you know you create something that has eleven thousand people uh interested so um Interesting, to, and then Facebook shuts you down. Yes. Uh, well, you see, before Facebook shut me down, I did have a an absolute panic attack moment. Uh, one of my friends tagged me in a post, and it's like, they're making memes out of you now. And no, really? lo and behold, someone did make a meme. And uh, so I saved it quickly, and I saved it on the, my own personal profile. Um, but that was that was my biggest highlight. Uh, <laughs> Not 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 something that I've uh, been able to experience yet, uh, Jude. That's for sure. I'm gonna pull it up though, man. I'm gonna pull up your uh, page and, and see if I can uh, check it out there. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. What to me most is that Facebook have automatically covered the image because um, it seems offensive or upsetting. Yeah, they sure did. They sure did. It's, you posted, I've become a meme, COVID-19 CV, um, blah, blah, blah. Okay, this photo may contain cruel or insensitive content. Yeah, so. Can you click on it and show they, the photo? Because sometimes you can click on those and they can, they'll, it'll take the block off of it. No, no, it's not. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ah, yes, there it is. See, Good Rebecca, morning. that's why I, uh, that's why I got to. You know? Rely on you to help me out here. Yeah, got it. I'm working yep. a little something. Yeah. So, uh, hey man, t tell me, uh, tell me what COVID nineteen is looking like, by the way, over there. What, what's life like in the UK with COVID nineteen? It's uh, it's rather mixed, you know. There's half the country saying it's a brilliant thing. There's the other half which don't know whether they're wanting to stay in or wanting to go out. Um. And the Prime Minister, bless him, is being telling everyone to carry on with the whole lockdown thing until we get reviewed, which, again, it's causing a bit of a, ten, a tense atmosphere around here. Mm. Um, you know, also, we, we so for some reason, uh, our whole country has decided to clap for our health health services on Thursdays at every, uh, every Thursday, 8 o'clock in the night time. So every, every Thursday, you hear clapping. I do have a joke for that, but unfortunately, it's rude, so I'll try and uh, edit a bit. Um, basically, yeah. when I'm going for the one um, angry powerlifting, I usually wait till 8 o'clock to uh, make it sound like they're cheering me on. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so like are all your businesses closed and everything? Do, do you have do you do have like essential businesses? Yes. You do? Okay. Like what kind of things are considered essential? Hello? Jude, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Yeah, so Rebecca was just asking um, what type of businesses are considered essential over there, like ones that are still open. Right, okay, doke. Um, so anything to do with a shop or a supermarket, essential business. Um, news agents, which are like corner shops, they're essential. Uh, Amazon, eBay, the uh, Royal Mail, and uh, some or most pubs, which are selling alcohol as a takeaway service. Um, and also our takeaways are doing takeaway, uh, actually takeaway services that can't allow people in. So uh, there's a few loopholes being made, but mostly food on beverage or food service, shopping service, more essential. So when you say takeaway, what, what, what is takeaway? Uh, takeout. Like yeah. take Just takeout? Yeah, that's what I figured, yeah. Just takeout food, okay, gotcha. Yeah, we're uh, we're so are people getting antsy over there? Anyone protesting yet, like they are over here in the states? No, no, uh, we're not having any protest yet. Um, everyone's too scared to stand next to each other, to be honest. They get a um, stimulus check. In all fairness, we everyone's more cooperating than protesting. How how long ago did they uh, did they start locking things down? Um. Well, before they actually did the lockdown, I was a bartender, um, but they actually called, they called for all the bars and clubs to shut, um, and I think they shut on the 6th of March, and I've been out of jobs since then, so about around the 6th to 10th of March have been shut, closed down. Okay. So here the government cut people checks, you know, to help them, they say to stimulate the common economy. It's not going to stimulate anything over here. They're... they're you know, the idea would be a stimulus over here is uh, here's some money, go buy a bunch of stuff. But people aren't doing that. They're going to sit on that money and wait till this is all over, you know, make sure they can pay their bills. It's a ridiculous idea. What, uh, what What's it looking like over there? Are they cutting you all a check to help you pay the rent and the mortgage and the car payment and all that? They're, uh, with the whole uh, them paying us, they are doing a similar sort of thing. Uh, they're paying 80% of wages. Um, and they're giving small businesses like uh, handouts and loans to keep them going whilst we're shut. Um, but as for as for a stimulus check, we we don't really get them. Um, I guess that would be the same as like our uh, uh, payout, really eighty percent pay. Mm -hmm. So so you get eighty percent of your pay that you were getting as a bartender, yeah. and they'll keep on doing that for you until things are open back up. Yes. Yeah. So it, yeah, that's way better than what we're getting. Yeah. Uh, so Rebecca, I don't know if you can hear you for some reason. Something might be up with the audio, but uh, Rebecca just said that's a, that's way better than what we're getting over here. Is what she said. Mm. Um, yeah, I can't hear Rebecca at all for some reason. Gotcha. Uh, but I'm not too sure how America is dealing with the whole Corona thing. Um, I know at one point Donald Trump was on about disinfecting people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's as far as I know about the whole uh, COVID with you guys. Yeah. Uh, and do you think anyone overseas would take that advice to disinfect yourselves? 
Um, well, we, we've been told to wash our hands every few hours. Um, yeah. dis- but we've not been told to inject disinfection yet. Yeah. <laughs> now, Reggie, did, did Donald Trump actually say inject yourself with disinfectant? Um, I don't know why you're pulling me out on this one, but I guess I'll answer. What he said was, how about you get some of the doctors, you know, like medical doctors, to actually like look into maybe that could work because you know it does a, a a really a really tremendous thing you know on the lungs and so and I heard that disinfectant can actually you know can kill it can kill it like really like really quickly so like uh, do you think you could possibly maybe get some doctors to look into that you know like some medical doctors and then the whole thing about the light and everything else I mean like I asked you and you never did give me a response Junior defend that one. <laughs> Give me some kind of explanation. So, so Jude, Jude, I just want to check the audio. Jude, could you hear Reggie? Uh, yes, I can. Okay, gotcha. Reggie. Well, here's here's what. Uh, can Reggie hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Oh, okay, all right. Okay. So uh, here's here's the interesting thing that uh, that I found in this whole thing, Reggie. Uh, two things. I went back and I watched the video of this. Okay, and I watched it on CNN, by the way. Okay. The uh, Corona News Network. And um, what I thought was really interesting was they did a split screen of Donald Trump while he's saying all this stuff. And then (laughs) Dr. Burks and her face over there. Uh, It was horrendous. Now, Jude, what you don't know is that Reggie and I, we uh, we both work in the criminal justice field. And we uh, let's just say we train people to really pay good attention to the behavior of others mm-hmm. and to figure out where it comes from, that behavior. And, and, so, mm-hmm. and so we're really adept. Um, you know, you can't be a hundred percent, but we're, we're really adept at watching body language and yeah, things that people say and do and, and really kind of figure out where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. And that lady was mortified <laughs> and embarrassed. It was bad. And then the other thing, Reggie, the other thing, Reggie, I would say is uh, the next day he came out and he said that uh, he was just being sarcastic. Uh, no, I- I'm sorry, dude. Trump, I- I- I'm not a guy, dude, I'm not a guy that, that uh, beats up on Trump. I mean, I I mean, I really, I'm, I'm glad he's our president, actually, because of our economy and all that. And, I don't see the bobblehead, though. I don't see and the bobblehead. He, and, he, and he really takes he's it to there. people. Yeah. He really takes it to people and uh, – he really takes it to the snowflakes, uh, Jude, and I like that type of thing. He don't put up with any crap. But uh, but no, he was not being sarcastic. Oh. There's no way. Anyway, so uh, what's the what's the viewpoint of Trump over there in the UK, would you say? Um, Back for this one. <laughs> well, uh, he's, he's more of a joke over here than he is in America. Okay. Um, I will put it this way: most of my friends have something to do with Donald Trump or something to do with his wig and hair and his tan face. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a bobblehead Trump in my bedroom somewhere. Yeah, uh, I do, I do. Um, I know one of my friends have uh, they've got a framed photo of him and there's a signature underneath. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's his signature. I can't confirm. Um, but no, uh, it's it's more of a joke in here in the UK than you send anything else. Well, I can tell you there's a bobblehead of Trump right above that American flag that is behind me right now. <laughs> there, there's one more shelf up there, and he's up there in all of his glory. Mm. 
Well, listen, so um, let me ask you this. So he's kind of a joke over there, right? Mm. Let's just say the United Kingdom, let's say uh, Boris Johnson did something that really ticked off Trump. Mm. And Trump got on the news and said something like, like he did about the Iranians the other day. If you all bring those little boats anywhere near our naval ships again, we're going to blow them out of the water. We are going to, uh, we are absolutely going to make uh, the United Kingdom uh, pay. We, we are going to just unleash hell and fury upon the UK. Uh, would your friends think he was a joke if he said that? Uh, to be honest, <laughs> I, I wouldn't think he, he was a joke, but I can't speak for them. Yeah. Um, but if I'm quite honest with you, if he said that to the UK, it'd be scaring everyone because none of us know what the hell we're doing anyway. So, yeah. You know, <laughs> it, I'll just take this as an example. Uh, a couple of years ago, we were asked about our, our own future as a kingdom. Do we want to stay in the European Union or do we want to leave the European Union? And half the country said yes and half the country said no. Like We did not know whether we wanted to stay or go. So if anyone threatened our country, then God bless us because we bloody need it. Yeah. Yeah, so the whole Brexit Brexit situation. And, uh, and so it was by a slim margin, but uh, you all decided to go. Yes, that was that was a weird situation. I bet it was. We don't we don't have to get into all that now, dude. But I I already uh, I already want to go ahead and invite you to come back again. That's for sure. You definitely may. Oh, hey, so <laughs> hey, so one of the uh, one of the guys uh, that watches all the time. Uh, in fact, we are uh, we are relatively newly related by marriage. Great guy. His name's Glenn. He told me to ask about Harry. So dude, that's <laughs> such a great thing, dude. I, I, you know, I hope this, listen, dude, I hope that tomorrow you're not like talking to your friends. You're like, oh, these dumb Americans last night. Like, but be bloody Americans. It is not. So, so Reggie, just, just, before you answer that, dude, let me just say, Reggie, mm. where am I right now on the racial spectrum? Oh, my Lord. I, you said it. I did. I'm sitting there thinking, like, what? You can't speak for all of England? Like, I don't, it ain't fair to ask you. I'm not, I'm not asking you to speak for the whole thing. And I'm speak, not, I can just speak for myself. I can't speak for all of them. Good job, Jude, <laughs> by the way. Good job. Okay. So, so Jude, Jude uh, Reggie and I conceptualize this whole racial uh, spectrum, uh, racist spectrum, I should say. And we put at level one in terms of racism is just you're like way overly interested in somebody of another race. So yeah, I really, I mean, you and I are both white guys, so I get a pass on this, but, but no, because yeah, I do. about it, it's, it was rooted in race, but it also can expand the cultures. It can expand in a lot of different things, right? It just, anybody that's different from you, when you start having these, this interest and curiosity in them, like they're in the Tiger Museum, as opposed to you know like an individual, <laughs> you're at that level one thing, right? And so it, it, that that crosses cultures as well, not just and cultures are more than just ethnicity. That is my opinion. I could be wrong. 
Okay, well, I am going to totally respect that opinion. Uh, so, uh, at any rate, uh, tell me what you think about Harry. Uh, Harry? Prince Harry? Yes, sir. Um, well, as a fellow ginger, I respect him for that one. Um, hey, to be honest, I actually think he's done quite well for himself. He's got quite a classy little bird going on. Um a nice little bird, to be honest. I don't know make a mark list to you guys, but goddamn, I, I am jealous of you guys. <laughs> All right. Did, did you say he's got a good little bird going on there? Yeah, his, his yes. wife. Um, yeah. A bit of slang for you. We call, uh, if we've got a girlfriend or a partner, we, we can call them chicks, birds, girls. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that, that used to be something in America, and then uh, women became woke, and uh, that, that ain't working no more, right? That's right, 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 Rebecca? I guess. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Oh no. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't. Even, I, like at this point, like I, at this point, I couldn't even. I couldn't even imagine myself really saying, uh, "Chicks." Just don't uh, call me your old lady. Yeah, yeah, I can't really, yeah, it's crazy, crazy. <laughs> Reggie, birds. <clears throat> I like birds though. That's, that's, that's yeah, <laughs> they have wings. Mm. I mean, uh, the, the cheap, nice, nice and cheap. <laughs> <laughs> birds, and, and she and she flew away too. She flew away. She flew right on over to Los Angeles. Is what she did. She took Harry. She took Harry with him, right, right in her little talons. She had Harry, and she flew right on over to L.A. Mm. That's it, and that's it, and that's it. Just like that, we've lost, like that. We've lost the prince. But you know what? Uh, that was actually quite a big thing on this side. People were quite upset that he left his royal family, and they were quite upset that he dropped the uh, the title prince as well. Yeah. Well, he's only but like again, the third in my opinion, to do that. It's just a normal guy. If he wants to be a normal guy, let him be a normal guy. Now, Rebecca, what was that you just said? He's only like the third one to actually do that, right? All right, Jude. And let me tell you why Rebecca believes that that's the only the third one. She may be correct, but the only reason why she's saying that right now is because she just finished binge watching The Crown. And so she oh. believes that she's an expert in the royal family. An authorian. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, and they left off. I, I don't know when, when they leave off, like uh, just shortly after the moon landing or something like that. I mean, no, I, I think it's about when they left off, right? I mean, it's not like the crown got us all the way up to Diana. We're going to pretend like I was watching that show well, by myself. Uh, if I'm quite honest with you, Rebecca knows a lot more about me than the royal family. I only know various bits and bobs. I, Throughout all all my school years, it's I've just been declining. You know, I don't really <laughs> listen. I've never really listened in school. Yeah, good for you. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> so you're a bar. So you're a bartender now, or you were before COVID uh, put the uh, before the Corona stopped you from serving Coronas. Uh, so where where do you go from here once things get back uh, in uh, back to normal? Well, uh, that's the thing. Uh, where do I go from here? Um, interesting question on, on the very most ever. Um, there's talk of 
bar's not opening back up once lockdown's lifted, so I'd have to go and find another. Uh, that could involve me going to an actual beer brewery, an ale brewery, and uh, producing beers to sell. Um, I could look into making my own little brewery. Um, I could even go work in a shop. You know, I'm a bit limited with what I can do around this area in terms of work. Gotcha. So, so you're in a not so populated area. Um, it's not that. It's just a, a place which is hard for work. Uh, work is hard to come by, uh, mm. unless it's in summer when our summer season opens, the seaside opens, coastal shops open, and then you can get a job. But in winter, there's no jobs to go uh, to get. Gotcha. Well, <clears throat> so can I play something to him? Yeah. Dude, um, the fact that you just painted kind of a, a bleak picture and yet you found so much creativity, fun, and just a way to be positive and something hopeful within it, I mean, that that good on you, man. Like, Good for you for finding hope within what you just described. I wish more people would do what you did, except for <laughs> don't storm the castle. <laughs> At least don't storm the company. <laughs> Uh, thank you honestly yeah actually yeah I, I look at i look at everything with a positive side you know if there's ever if there's anything wrong there's always something positive come out of it you wow. know it's my uh, kind of people it's all it's all about all people look at things really i mean i could sit here for, for hours and hours and tell you what i've seen and what i what i realize and what could be done to change you know i can tell you a lot personally well, listen, man. I looked at a I looked at a list today from USA Today of a hundred things you could do to just uh, kill the boredom factor during COVID nineteen uh, shutdown. And I don't think that starting a podcast or or creating an event to storm the castle, as Reggie says, was on that list of a hundred things to do. But uh, you and I both have uh, uh, done those things respectively, and I think that's a great thing. So. Uh, I, th I think it's hilarious. So I, I wish you luck. I'm gonna I'm gonna post uh, along with this the uh, <clears throat> the page the, the event page, so that people could go check it out. And uh, man, I appreciate you being on here tonight. I know it's really late where you are right now. It's about one one forty five in the morning where you are. That is correct. Yes. Yeah, but you don't, you don't have to get up and go to work tomorrow, right? Oh. I don't either. So who cares? So, Jude, look for a friend request from a, a large man from northern Minnesota. Yes, that's cool. That's cool. I'll uh, keep an eye for you, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jude, thanks for coming on. And uh, would you come on again, man? I I'd love to just uh, yeah, stay in touch with you and, and just and hear your, some of your thoughts, man, even like when it comes to Brexit and whatever yeah. else is going to happen over there. Definitely. Yeah. Just message me. Drop me a message and I'll come and join you. All right, man. We'll do it. We'll do it. Reggie, uh, any final questions or anything for Jude? Nah, I mean, I, again, it, it takes a lot of just positivity and, and focus to find the positive in things. So good, good, good for you, man. I wish more people would do what you're doing. There's definitely not enough of that. That's for sure. Yeah. Rebecca, what do you have to say to our friend Jude before we leave? I've just enjoyed meeting him and uh, appreciate uh, his creativity and Looking forward to talking to him again. Mm -hmm. 
All right. Well, that'll do it uh, tonight. So uh, appreciate everybody uh, watching and uh, and listening. If you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts, I'd love for you to go to schmalltalk.tv and uh, check out the website. Uh, you can find clips, uh, links rather from uh, that site to uh, the YouTube page and um, and, and Apple uh, Podcasts and Spotify. So I'd love if you go on there, subscribe. Uh, we've got quite a few people that have subscribed so far on Apple Podcasts and, and give us a, uh, a rating uh, on there as well. It'd be fantastic. So until next time, uh, have a uh, have a great night. Have a great day tomorrow. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll catch up with you uh, two days from now. Until then. <laughs>